morning friends and welcome to the very first podcast episode of Seams Fabricated. I'm your host Lily and I will be picking apart every aspect of the fashion industry and delving into some of history's most influential clothing. It's a lovely rainy morning here and the perfect kind of weather for pottering around the house maybe sorting through your old junk drawer, or even doing a spring clean through your wardrobe. Yes, we all have those jeans that don't fit anymore. Donating clothes has become a very convenient way of getting rid of clothes. You don't feel that guilt of throwing something good away. You're not being wasteful. And you know that your items are going to a good cause, helping someone in need. Well, what if I told you that it's not quite that simple and your donations most likely won't end up where you think they will? In today's episode, we are going to take a trip around the world with your old Pulp Fiction t-shirt. Let's begin in the epicenter of Western culture, America. Over the past 20 years, the amount of clothing Americans discard of has doubled, going from 7 million tons to over 14 million tons, ending up in landfill. And the numbers are still rising. Population inflation may be to blame for a portion of this. However, between 2000 and 2020, the American population has only increased by around 16%, while textile wastage has increased by over 100%, which is certainly not enough to account for 7 million tons of clothing. The rest can be attributed to fast fashion, designed for overconsumption. Don't worry, Americans are definitely not alone in this. Over here in Australia, we are sending six tons of textile waste to landfill every 10 minutes. So it's obvious that throwing out your clothes is contributing to the planet's demise. But what has this got to do with donating to people in need? Well, consider the numbers we have discussed. I think it's safe to say that the world has enough unwanted clothing. Unfortunately, the fashion industry keeps pumping more into the system that is clearly overloaded already. For an example, five minutes down the road from me is a clothing donation bin. And every time I drive past, it is piled up with bags and bags of clothes for donation. So much so that people have started piling it up next to the bins and into the car park. There was even a post on the local community page addressing this as a problem. And as you can imagine, there was a little kerfuffle as to who was to blame for this and why people were still donating when it was clearly full. I honestly think that many of us, myself included, see these donation bins as an easy way out. It takes effort to sell your items on Facebook Marketplace. You have to list the size, the condition, deal with people not turning up when they say they will. It's so annoying, I get it. 
It's also hard to justify spending $30 on a shirt you wore just once and then just throw it away. That is so wasteful. So the best option is to give it to someone in need. Let's just hope your shirt makes it to them. Once the clothes are collected from these bins, they are taken to a large sorting facility. And this is the next stop for your t-shirt. These facilities are filled with row after row after row of plastic bags filled with unwanted clothing. There are many documentaries and videos with footage from these places and it is absolutely insane to see this ocean of unwanted things. Your local charity shops may take some items from this to keep their shelves stocked, but the majority of this waste is now sorted into categories based on condition and saleability. Unfortunately though, it's estimated that over 80% of these clothes will end up as rejects, going to landfill or to the incinerator. And sadly, this would most likely be the end of your donated t-shirt. Thankfully though, some companies are finding solutions and are recycling the fabrics that are able to be respun and weaved into a brand new piece of fabric. The challenge with this is that most clothing now is made from blended fibers, a lot of cotton mixed with elastane to create a comfortable fit, but it is impossible to recycle. Other facilities are using salvageable pieces for cutting into rags that are bundled together and sold in bulk. Some remaining fabrics that can't be used in these ways are pressed into reclaimed fiber panels and are often used for heat insulation and cushioning, commonly applied in vehicles. These processes are a huge step in the right direction, though they can be taxing on water usage and other facilities. I will be digging deep into the topics of recycled fabric and fibers in a future episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that one. For now, let's continue our journey across the world as we leave the sorting facility. The local charity shops are now fully stocked, a small amount of fabric has been recycled, and the majority has been taken to landfill. In fact, let me just throw one more statistic at you. 84% of textiles globally end up incinerated or in landfill, which shockingly enough is one garbage truck full every second. The good news is that after the processing has been done, there is still ample amount of donations to be given to those in need. The shipping costs to third world countries are quite high and so the sorting facility sells the remaining stock to a third party buyer that will now package and ship the stock to a country in need. For a price, of course. After all, the sale of secondhand clothing to international countries is a $3.7 billion industry. To give you an idea of how much is being shipped overseas, 351 million kilograms of clothing is traded per year from Britain alone. Let me make this clear. These clothes are not donated. They are traded. 
these countries are paying money for our overflow of resources. Some of these countries include Gehana, Pakistan and Ukraine. This business structure has been enforced long before sustainability became an issue or a trend. Let's follow one of these cargo ships and make our way to Africa. Nigeria to be exact. The marketplaces are full of life and colour, bustling with sweaty people in the heat. There are hundreds of stalls all lined up to sell food and clothing. Our second-hand clothing. In many parts of Africa, the locals have many names for the clothing stalls. Two of my favourites include the clothes of the dead whites and the clothing of calamity. It's eerie how true that name has turned out to be. For most living in third world conditions, these clothes are both a blessing and a curse. Many stall holders make a living of selling the imported secondhand clothes. But this field of work comes with risks. The main one being that they have no choice over which clothes they are able to import. Besides clothing that is in bad condition, many sizes may not fit the body shapes of the locals. Another issue is trying to sell inappropriate clothing for the climate and culture. Imagine receiving a box full of jackets to sell in the middle of Kenya, or mini skirts in Pakistan. These items may be fashionable in our Western culture, but would be entirely useless in theirs. Donated underwear also raises risks and eyebrows. I honestly didn't know this was an actual thing until I watched an episode of Extreme Cheapskates, where a woman tried on secondhand underwear in a charity store. Gross. We know the dangers and ickiness of this, but in many foreign lands, they don't or can't afford any other option. Thankfully, some countries like Zimbabwe have put a ban on buying and selling used knickers. The goal was to improve hygiene and support struggling local textile industries. A good plan on the whole, but with around 90% of the country without employment, who will be able to afford new underwear? This leads us with the next issue of providing these countries with cheap secondhand clothing it leaves a hole in their own economy. With so many cheap items readily available, no one is going to pay for new clothes made locally. These countries struggle to manufacture their own clothing. Being a dressmaker, I would definitely be out of a job. Many cultures pride themselves on their native clothing, like the colorful dashiki garments of West Africa or the beautiful and modest shalwar kameez in the Middle East. Sadly, their streets are being overtaken by last year's Gucci jeans and band t-shirts. This loss of job opportunity, techniques and culture are a result of the Western world making them our dumping ground while we call it charity. Of course, there are many benefits to this cycle 
but as the years pass on, it is becoming clearer that this is not sustainable, and the system will eventually collapse. In fact, many West African countries have already been trying to restrict or ban the import of Western clothing for years because it is affecting them negatively. Any items that are brought into these countries are now the country's sole responsibility and anything that doesn't get used or sold is sent to their own landfill or they are forced to export that landfill to another country. And yes, landfill exportation is a thing. So whether your donation is scrapped right away or brought into an African marketplace, the chance of it ending up in landfill in a third world country is pretty high. I understand that this episode focused on the negative side of donation, and my goal is not to discourage anyone from donating, because there is still a small chance that someone in need will end up with your item. But I also think that we need to work towards something more sustainable. And a great place to start is to be mindful of what you buy in the first place. Before I end this episode, I want to share a really cute story I found while I was doing this research. Daniel, a Colombian student, has donated a bag that was given out at a school orientation day. It had his name and city on the label. Once donated, it ended up traveling to where a man purchased it for about $12 from a store in North Africa. The man found Daniel on Facebook and sent a photo of the bag with the label. Imagine being this Colombian student and having this man from North Africa end up with your school bag. Anyway, the man explained that he had bought the bag from a local store and they eventually became friends. I thought this was such a wholesome story and it highlights the positive side of donation. Well friends, thanks for tuning in today. It was a heavy topic, but also a very important one. I will be back next Thursday with another episode. Be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss out. You can find me on Instagram at seamsfabricated. Have a lovely week.